that'll, okay. that'll work. All right. That'll work. It better. It better work. <laughs> All right. Well, good evening, Dennis. Jesus. Well, hello to you. And uh, uh, I'll tell you, really stretching things there. Yeah. All right. So <laughs> that's, that's actually funnier than the than the uh, anyway. Yeah. Hey, All right. How are you? I'm happy, doing good. Uh, happy. Happy hour. I'm doing good. Yes. Happy hour to you too. That should be our catchphrase. Amber, Amber Ale from uh, Bell's Brewery, right up the street, Kalamazoo. Nice. Excellent. Just that. Here's the label. Can't, nice. can't see it. Okay, this is good for all of our podcast, podcast listeners. I we, know. Well, it's for you to make, to, make you, to make you happy. Well. So you could see it. I'm, I'm in the hour of happy. So last week, I went to a place called Paris, France. It's the first time I've ever been there. I've been living in Europe for over a decade now, uh, but I had never been to Paris, and it was pretty interesting. Um, first of all, the streets of Paris are littered with uh, American tourists. Uh, like, uh, if you go to anywhere remotely touristy, but not even not even that, just like in the subway, there were just Americans all around, because, you know, when Americans think of I'm going to go to Europe. Where do they go? They go to Paris. I don't know, just a thing. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, but we also went to... Yeah, we, we We did. We uh, we went to Disneyland Paris, which most oh. most most Americans may not know that there is a third Disneyland uh-huh. uh, in How Europe. How do they say Mickey Mouse with a French accent? I don't know. Le Mickey? Well. Le, 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 <laughs> le Mickey Mo? I, I don't know. I did not... I did not hear Lumaki, uh, but as Whoa. as our as our diehard listeners will remember from previous episodes, uh, we previously went to the Warner Brothers uh, theme park in Spain, and that was right. uh, that was an experience. And uh, as expected, right. the Disneyland experience was pretty much exactly that, but more polished and clean and better and. Uh, ah. But still, it's the same underlying uh, functionality. The same, the same algorithm is is being used upon you uh, when you're there. Uh, so, <laughs> some of these algorithms are just good family fun. Yeah, right. It's for profit, and it's not cheap. It's family oh fun for profit. Uh, but absolutely, absolutely. So we we chose not. I'm glad that your Velcro is still working. That sounds nice. We'll, we'll talk about that later. Stay tuned, everyone. There's a really expensive hotel that's, like, right there at the place that, you know, you have to, like, get a second mortgage on your house and, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, it's so convenient. And leave your firstborn there with them so they if into, into slavery. Right. Uh, but so we chose not to do that. And we looked around at some of the other hotels, but because we are mm, procrastinators, we'll say, we weren't really on time to get a lot of the, like, a lot of the places were all booked up, or at least they chose to tell us on the official website that you know, we couldn't buy rooms there. But so we looked around on Airbnb, and we found there are plenty of places right around uh, the Disneyland Paris area that have Airbnbs available. And we found a place that was, like, 10% of what it would have cost to stay at one of the hotels. Really? And we, we got our own little, you know, apartment or whatnot. And it was, uh, we, we, okay, so this is another thing. 
rather than we also when we were looking at our at our, the ways to get there, we were looking at flights and blah blah blah. And it turns out all the flights were terrible because I live in the north of Spain and there aren't good connecting flights directly to Paris from my nearby airports. So we looked around and the and the if we flew, we were going to have to have all these like seven hour layovers and it was going to take us, you know, 12 hours to get there flying with, yeah. a, bu- with a bunch of waiting around. And we so we pulled kids. up everybody with kids and we pulled up Google Maps and turns out it's only a nine and a half hour drive. So we there you go. piled in the car early in the morning. And plus, it's kind of fun road tripping in yeah. a foreign country. Uh, Particularly just, unexpectedly, too. Right, exactly. So we actually drove there, uh, but because of the nature, because of the when we checked into our to our Airbnb, the the host uh, told us uh, you can you can drive to Disneyland and park there, but it's going to cost you like uh, twenty five dollars yeah. a day or something, or you can take the bus and it's going to cost you two euros per person. Uh, so it was much cheaper to take a bus that was right near the our Airbnb. So anyway, we left our car parked by the by our nice, by our apartment. Really nice. And but and that helped pay for the Airbnb. Exactly. And, but we had the we had the car to go to the local grocery store, for example, to buy food. Right. So we, what we did, uh, very graciously, like Disneyland could could make it so you were not allowed to bring in any food. And you had to buy all your food from them at the yeah, yeah. exorbitant prices. But they do allow you to bring in food. So we made uh, ham sandwiches and we bought little salad bowls uh, from the local grocery store. And that's when we carried that around. What color bowls? Red? What color were the bowls? Red plastic. Yes. This Red is, plastic. This is, you just read the mind of all two of our listeners. They were wondering what color were my bowls. Uh, no, the, they, oh, were, they oh. were clear. That's what color are your bowls. <laughs> Oh Bowls, Christ! Not okay, I, and so anyway, there you go. Gratefully, I didn't have loose. I didn't have loose bowls, uh, and so anyway. So anyway, so anyway, we we got to. Uh, uh, so the the idea is exactly the same as the one as what we did in in the Warner Brothers Park was. You walk around and you find a ride that you want to go on, and you wait in line for an hour, and then you. Whoa. And then you, and, and then you are in, and by the, by the time the hour is almost up, you're almost right to where you're going to get on the ride. You are so fucking fed up. You like, like, why did we come here? How is it legal for Disney to keep us prisoner here for an hour? Right. Uh, this is totally, this is total bullshit. And then you get on the ride and two minutes later you get off the ride and you're like, that was awesome. That was the most amazing thing ever. Let's do that again. Uh, because humans are, st- because, because. Of the way psychology works, and that's why I that's why I say that um, that Disney uh, has the has the psychology algorithm apparatus worked out so well that they can make you stand around and wait for a long, long time just to give you a little a little toke of pleasure, and then you're like, uh, yeah, let's get yeah, that was awesome. Let's do another one. Uh, and- another hour though, another hour wait. Why don't they say? To people, of course, if they did this, I was thinking, if you want a second, here's a line for you, and it's quicker. It's like priority lines at the airport. They do that. Like, right? Okay, let me get to that in a moment. Uh, well, okay, never mind. Fuck it, let's do it now. We'll do it live. Uh, so, 
<laughs> they have this thing called Fast Pass. Which... Should, I, should I be taking notes? Yes. Well, you won't ask me questions later, will you? There will be a quiz at the end of this. So, hold on. I, you asked okay. a question. You asked a question. You asked a question. They have this thing called Fast Pass, which sounds awesome. Oh, yeah, yeah. If you're going to name something, I mean, I'm sure they 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 tested the, all the possible names for what this is, and Fast Pass was the was the winner. So they have this thing called Fast Pass. I've never been to a Disney park in the U.S., but I've heard talk that there are Fast Passes options available there in in fact that they are only available uh for for free they're not there you can't pay to be a vip which i love that idea of the classless uh concept of we can you know anyone can go and get one of these fast passes but uh at least in disneyland paris there is a way to pay extra to get fast passes but we looked at those prices and we were like even even though after even after the warner brothers park we said Look, we're never going to to an amusement park again, and not paying extra to get the fast pass to skip all these fucking lines. But uh, stupid, mm, stupid is as stupid does, and we and we said no, that's way too expensive. We'll just wait in the lines. Uh, however, there's this thing called fast pass, and the way the fast pass works is you go to the ride that you want to ride. You go you as, as early in the morning as you can get there. You go to the place where you want to ride the ride, and there's a machine there that will let you scan your entrance ticket to the park and it will say okay you know say it's say it's uh say it's 10 a.m when you when you get there and it'll say okay uh here are tickets for this ride where you don't have to wait in the line uh if you come between 12 30 and yeah, 1 yeah, yeah. so right. they, they 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 meet out these these fast passes yeah. f- uh, throughout the day and so then yeah. if you come if you come at that exact time you can wait in a much shorter line it's like 10 minutes rather than an hour. Uh, so there is this there's this thing, but the first of all, apparently, and this was not at all clear and we got confused when we were doing it. Apparently, if you have if you already have a fast pass, you for one ride, you can't necessarily get a fast pass for another ride until you've used that what? one. Yeah, yeah. And it's that, yeah. However, bullshit. there are there are other rides that you can. And anyway, it's a big, it's a big, uh, motherfuckers. Yeah. Just making money off kids laughter and smiles. Exactly. exactly. I want to make that money. I could, we could cash it. Well, if we had an idea. Hey, what if we made money off of, what if we made money off of children's tears rather than their laughter? Oh, hey, hey, hey. (laughs) Why don't we collect children's tears and sell them in a bottle? as a potion to cure un, un, uh, unwarranted happiness. We could, we could cure, what if we cured something that like uh, hedge fund managers were, were concerned about? Because, oh. so, so, you know, we could, we could, we could, oh, we could oh, sell this oh, stuff oh, on Wall here Street. It here it is. Here it is. Here it is. But it's too late. I'll copy it. One of our two listeners will jump on this. You take the children's tears and you market it to those dudes, those investor types, those millennial investors that are, you know, yeah. goal is to be multimillionaire by 32. And you talk about the, the, the mystic tale of the children's tears and how when you drink it, it's a potion of amazing good luck and good fortune. And it is a direct connection yeah. between good and I'd say evil but let's just say not so good well and and the beauty of this idea 
is that we can sell it for <laughs> we can sell it we can sell it hold on that we, we we can sell it for like a thousand can't, we can sell can't it, believe you you like it already we can we can sell it for like a thousand dollars for a vial but because but it's worth so much but all we're selling is saline right it's a well, well don't, don't no 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 okay we're going into orphanages and places where children cry all the time and we'll collect their tears we'll pay we'll pay you know what do we, do we need we'll a special them, do we need a special child tear extraction machine because maybe we could invent one no, of those just, just a paper cup <laughs> a paper cup and a sad story that's terrible. terrible. Okay, oh please I stop. I don't, turn, I don't. If you're listening to this, turn it off now. I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to collect the sad children. This is what I would do. Wait, 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 wait. What if they're what if they're children's tears of joy? Yes, that's where I was going. Take it and turn it. Right. We remarketed it. Now it's children's tears of joy. When they have you ever. There's this there's this whole phenomenon of uh, of internet viral internet video of uh, people, but it's often children, where they're first given uh, glasses for the first time, or if they're or they're colorblind and there's some colorblind correction glasses that they're given for the first time, and you cannot watch these videos without starting to <laughs> without having an emotional response because you're you're seeing people that have never seen clearly or have never seen all the colors that are available to most of us and when they first see those colors they are just beside themselves with joy anyway so that is why we're selling uh tears of joy Uh, children's we're selling children's joy childrensjoy.com so you can so what we do (laughs) is that we create massive demonstrations for children's happiness we fill up an auditorium. We bring them everything they could ever imagine. Well, I superstar uh, art, whatever age. And only thing is, your pass, your charge, is is, is a little uh, plastic funnel-like cup to mm-hmm. collect the tears of joys, which you turn any way out. If we have an event of a hundred thousand, and each child cries an entire ounce of tears because we make them so happy an ounce yeah 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 Yeah. i mean it's got to be big that's a hundred thousand ounces we sell for a hundred thousand dollars an ounce that's a billion dollars i like it so So, this this is this is good and both our listeners gotta write us and 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 do a non-disclosure agreement right now that now that this is published that's the problem with this podcast is all our good ideas are stolen. You know the you know the glue stick, right? That you twist the top? Yeah. Well, you know a guy invited the butter stick. So that when oh you turn it, my God. butter comes out. Freeding corn corn on the cob. That is the solution. Uh, Holy shit. Solution. Because you know how sloppy that gets? Yeah. When you put the corn, you know, and the, and the hairs on the corn, which, you know, I find a little erotic, but <laughs> I shouldn't say that. And in, in the, the shiny, greasy yeah. butter, I mean, it's, Cur- I don't know. Yeah, okay. I don't know. And it's okay, and, it, it's okay to have a kernel fetish. Uh, no, no. And I want to be called the kernel. 
Well, like Elvis's manager. Well, is that right? Well, as as we mentioned in a previous episode, uh, you do bear a little resemblance to Colonel Sanders, so we could. Uh, Hey, you see the commercial where he dances with the bottle of Aunt Jemima and he spins and he dances and he lifts her in a, a classic ballerina lift and is he's very soft shoot about it. And uh, it I was so moved by it that I I shed a tear. And when I wiped the tear away, it was certain maple syrup. Yes. Oh, wow. Yes. So I've never seen that That's because like, I don't uh, I don't watch American commercials. But uh, if I can, that will be in the show notes at happyhour.fm. These aren't these aren't American commercials. This is uh, this is uh, Colonel Sanders. He's oh he's okay. an interna- he's an international person. He has stature internationally, even in China. If our if our plan to force children to shed tears of joy doesn't work out, whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. I mean, you we, we, you were talking you were talking about about tear collection devices. There's no force. No, we it's, want to it's make not. them happy. Yes, of course. And, and when we get rich, we can make them happier still because. But but wait, I have, I have a if you, I have a I have a side okay. I have a side a side venture. What if what if we also could sell uh, chopped onions, maybe chopped by the children in our... <laughs> Wait a minute, no. No. We're going to change the entry fee. Not only do you have to fill the little scooper, yeah. you know, the tear, whatever, tear scooper. in a little sealable pouch, but the other thing is the parent of the child has to agree to take the Ziploc baggie of chopped onions that we give them. Right. And when the show starts and the first pyrotechnics take off, that she has to push the child's head <laughs> near the bag of onions. No, no, no. No, the, the, no that won't. No, the children are well, chopping the onions. A little more we give the children no. knives. <laughs> And, and we say, okay, children, chop, chop, chop these they, onions. They end, up, they end up mashing the onions with the bell knife. No. Wear, no. wear this apparatus no. on your face uh, and chop these onions. A special, special sack, like a horse's sack, that you put over uh, quickly. I mean, quickly. And after you do it, you give the child a shiny quarter or something, right? Right. I mean, but quickly. Or no, no, no. No, you drop the bag of onions on a plate and whiff it under the child's chin. No, Quick. no, man. No, like, no, no harness. No harness. I no. didn't. I, to, I wanted to delete the reference to the harness. <laughs> to, okay, look, cause... look, look. To really cry, you have to be the one chopping the onions. So. No. Well, like, or, or we can, or we can show the yeah. children. Or we can show the children. Wait, how old? Wait. If you want to give children knives, we have to have a standard. What age do you think? I have a number in mind, but what age do you think is the right age that you could sh- should trust a child with the knife? Right. Well, 
I don't know. Let's see. Mine are, mine are ten and six, and they cut their own meat on their plates. So, I don't know. You could give a you could give a big knife and a and an onion to like a four year old. <laughs> five. Five, five is the number. That's, okay. the number. That's my five-year-old. Okay, so we don't want... Because, well, because there's, no, there's, no, no, guarantee, there's no guaranteeing that, that children under the age of five, that the tears you collect are joy tears. Because they could be whaling? Well, if they were hunting whales. If we give them a knife, That's like a, a harpoon. It's like a dog pun. It's like a dog pun. Do you know any dog puns? <laughs> I don't. Uh-huh. Do you know any stupid dog puns? No. That's the one. No. no. Uh, I heard that people in northern Spain live and die by their um, dog puns. Hmm. So what do you, what do, what do you uh, what do you call a a dog that's a mad scientist? A Poodle. No. <laughs> a lab. A Tory. Wow. Hold hold on. Excuse me while I clap. I'm not done with my news from the week. Let's go back. Oh. I've got some. Right. Uh, France. France is a strange place. The whole idea of of these of these amusement parks where you wait in line for a long time and then you have a moment of pleasure, uh, it it reminds me of have you heard have you heard of this concept of uh, the experiencing self and the remembering self at all? There's a it's a whoa. yeah like whoa man. So it's this hold on. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> it it's this idea put forth by. Uh, Daniel Kahneman and others. He's a he. He won a Nobel Prize in um, economics or psychology, one or the other. And uh, it's this idea that we we might we might be experiencing something that's nice or not nice at the at the moment, but it's also very important what we remember about our experience in the current moment. So, for example, our our podcast listeners are experiencing pure bliss right now, but they might remember that it wasn't quite that funny when they when when they think back about it. Uh, And similarly, there's this idea that I think the experiment that that uh, that Kahneman did was uh, with uh, colonoscopies, which is somehow a thing that has been mentioned on this program before, uh, where you can take. It's a hilarious topic. Hilarious. There's this idea that. Uh, they did this experiment where you can uh, you can take people and when you're do, when you're doing a colonoscopy and this was back I think in present day uh, most colonoscopies are entirely uh, with anesthesia but uh, but with general anesthesia but before there was a certain level of, of of pain that was involved and you could if you did if you did a, if you did a colonoscopy where it was the same amount of pain to do whatever is needed in the colonoscopy, but then you made it a little bit lo- longer, and the last part of it was not so painful. And then you went and you asked people, uh, "How how was that experience?" The people that had a longer one that wasn't quite as painful at the end was uh, were a lot 
more positive about the experience because it's a matter of what you remember, and the, and the, what what you remember is often the last part, which is why the end of this particular, uh, which is why the end of this episode needs to be really funny so that people can remember uh, it uh, being really uh, funny. But 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 got you. But the idea is that uh, the difference between actually actualizing it and remembering it. <clears throat> yes. So, for example, right. uh, Disneyland is much like a colonoscopy in that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> in that Mickey has his big old glove yeah. uh, and huh. the, the but the <laughs> the the moment to moment experience of it is quite miserable hour by hour right like the yeah. if you if you look at the minutes yeah. the, the total minutes that are misery they are the vast majority but if and and the total minutes that are bliss are the tiny tiny minority but the way our minds work is we remember the, the awesome remember. part and we forget about the all thrill. the misery part uh, which the which thrill. which is which is has been very important to our species in in uh, you know working to achieve goals and shit that has made us where we are but uh, anyway it's a kind of a, a fascinating uh, i was i was very aware at the time that man i'm really pissed off right now but i am also aware that well, that i'm going to remember this positive, positively well let's do this so i think and this is on you but you're going to be the start of this. You start to imagine yes. an alternative Disney world, which is in fact predicated on intestinal uh, intestines. Health? Colonoscopy, large intestine, small intestine. No, but a Disney world, which is inside the guts of a human being, uh, uh, an enjoyable version of the alien movie when they realize that the cave they thought they were in was in fact inside an alien. That type of thing that may have been would be great. Would be great. Yeah. An alternative intestinal Disney World from northern Spain. Okay. Can you do it? I will talk. Can you with, do it? I will talk with my people. <laughs> you don't. You don't have any people. <laughs> I have. You only have me. I am. I have people. I am. Talk, I, am talk, I don't do anything. I am talking All to my I people. All I do is plug in and talk. I don't. <laughs> your people. You mean your children? You gonna ask your kids? No. I mean, when I when I let them stop no. cutting when I let them stop cutting onions, I'll I'll talk to them. Oh. <laughs> well, this we're gonna get in trouble for that. Well, I I didn't mean any of it. It's that, just joking. Just uh, it's all hypothetical. I have another rant about the about the French. The, Is it as long as the first? Well, because our time will be. <laughs> uh, Buck, buckle up! Uh, listen, buckle up! Hold on! Hold <laughs> on! Shut up and let me rant. Forgive me. Forgive me. I will warn you in advance. I'm likely to interrupt, but go ahead. Well, that is rant number two. Go ahead. Only number two. Okay. What do you got? So I've been to. I've been to now a total of four Airbnbs in France, and three out of the four of them have a property that I'm about to discuss. The fourth one was too small to possibly be able to exhibit this particular property. The thing that seems totally bonkers to me about French houses is as an American and as someone that has lived in Spain and, and the UK, 
the French separate their toilet from the room where you have your bath, shower, and sink. Really? So... Two rooms instead of one? You have... We, in English, we have this, we have this room, we have this word called bathroom that is a misnomer where we generally refer to uh, the place where you do number one and number two. But also, sometimes there's a, there's a shower. Wait, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm not totally from, I'm not sure what you mean, number one and number two. What, this, I want you to be more explicit. I want you to come up with five different ways for each. This is a test. PP. Five different ways to describe and number one and number two. Go. What? That's one. PP and poo-poo. That's one. As we as we refer to them w- with my children, uh, four more. My, in in my family, we have this we have this 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 joke of this sort of faux French where we say uh, "lo pipi and lo poti." Uh, Two. No, that was just three, three more. Pee-pee. Okay. Huh? I, anyway, I'm not. Uh, no. Piss and shit. That's three. Okay. Uh, let's see. Uh, Golden Fountain and Fudge Factory. That's so funny. I was thinking Golden Showers, but it made me think about Trump, and I, I got yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't like the feeling. Yeah. So yeah. anyway, very good. One more. Back yeah. to hold, one back. more. All right. So uh, Yellow Snow and uh, Pooparama. And and Mr. Brownie, shit. Anyway, so in in France they have this this concept that's where you where you excrete is not where you clean, to put it uh, cleanly, which is which is which is very which is strange to to me as an outsider, because I think. Well, when you use the potty, you should clean your hands. Uh, you know, when you're going back to the uh, to the onion cutting farm, uh, that's an important thing. <laughs> so, right, but clean hands or clean minds. Clean minds are healthy bodies. Healthy bodies are tax-paying citizens. Very good. Well, that should be our new motto if we had a motto. Uh, but so I did a little bit of research, and I talked to someone that has a friend of mine that has traveled in in France for a while. And they have this, it's just, part of it is in, historically in French homes, they have had this concept of a, of a, of a waste pipe that is going away and the clean pipe that is coming in or something like that. And in general, houses only have a single waste pipe that is in a central location. And so you need to put your, you need to put your shitter in the place where the waste pipe is, is nearby. But it, it still is very strange to me because, again, it's one of these cultural differences where the rest of the world has solved this problem or has a, has a way to be that it doesn't require right. this, but that one particular nation is, is, all, is, is all caught up in their, on their traditions. And, 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 and they would describe this in uh, traditional terms as if it's a... a uh, a homey kind of uh, uh, 
you know, back in the day kind of story. I mean, uh, no, this really? is this is toilet. This, I mean, this is where this is where we get to to my next point of it's it's very much a matter of this is how it's done. There are so many things that we take for granted about that. It's just a matter of this is how it's done. This is how the people before me did it, and this is how I'm going to do it, and this is how the future is, is going to do it. Uh, I have a I have a favorite anecdote about about this. It's um, originally I saw it in a in a forwarded email about how corporate culture appears, but the the story goes like this. Uh, there's this experiment where you take, we'll say, five monkeys. They could even be spider monkeys to be on brand. Wow. Uh, anyway. You, you answered my first question. Very good. Okay. So you, you take... Excellent. Did you spill your drink? No, it was empty. Okay. So we... If you take five monkeys and you put them in a room, and you, you're like the, the scientist that's like behind a two-way glass and you're... And you're observing these these monkeys, and you hang a banana from from the ceiling. And one of the typical problem solving things that you do with with monkeys is you like you also put a crate in the room that they can potentially move over to get up to the to where the banana is. And the idea is if any if any of the monkeys tries to climb up and reach for the banana, you spray them with water, and they're like ah yeah, water I, yeah they. They're very. It's it's a way. It's a it's a form of punishment, right? So what you do is you you get these five monkeys in in the room, and you and if anyone goes for the for the banana, you spray them with water. And then what you do is you take one of the monkeys out, and you put a new monkey in. And the new monkey sees the banana, and he's like, "I'm gonna go get that banana." But then what happens is all the other monkeys tell the new monkey, "No, no, 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 no! Don't do that! Don't do that!" The, the, really? Uh, you're gonna. You, if you do that, you're going to be punished. Uh, so the new monkey learns that, okay, fine, that's a thing that we don't do. And so then you take out another monkey, and you put in a brand new monkey. And the brand new monkey goes and does the same thing, and all the other monkeys say, no, 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 don't do that. And eventually, you can do this enough times where you get a whole bunch of monkeys in the room that have never, ever been sprayed with water, but they all agree oh. that going for the banana is a bad idea because that's what that's the way it's always been done here. And oh, it's such wow. a it's such a brilliant that's crazy. It's such a brilliant metaphor for pretty much fucking everything in society. Uh, but <laughs> but but it, right, it but right. it, but it really illustrates this point of if you're in France and you hire a builder to build a house and you say, okay, I want three bathrooms and the bathrooms are going to have showers and toilets and sinks. The builder's going to be like, whoa, 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 whoa. I've never built a house with a shower and a bathroom and a sink in the same in the same room. We should do it the way we do it in France. Uh, so it's this whole idea of the way it's always been done, whether or not you have any direct reference to why that was ever the case, you tend to do it that way. And if you if you examine society and decisions in that with with, with this with this insight, you will find many, many, many cases where people are just doing shit because that's the way it's been done and they don't question why. Yeah, man, that's crazy. <laughs> that's crazy. Just a bunch of monkeys. That's the name of the episode. We're, we are all just, just a bunch of monkeys. We are all just a bunch of monkeys trying not to get sprayed with water. Right. But. Right. But we don't know why 
We don't know why what we do is bad. <laughs> but anyway, it's just we just know it's bad. Well, what if what if we were collecting monkey tears for our project? <laughs> Now I mean, you're onto something. I mean, so, I'm sure monkeys cry. I've thought about this a lot. I always do, but this whole issue of spider monkeys is important. And as we've talked and talked and talked, but if we expand the tears money making machine into also the tears of different animals, then we can begin to learn. Right or develop the myths around the certain tears of a leopard, the tears of a if, if I may interject, iguana. If I may interject. The tears of an iguana. Crocodile. To calm, you, to calm you down. The tears of an iguana to calm you down. The tears of a crocodile to make you snappy. Right. The tears of a spider monkey to make you feel more gangly than you ever have before. I can't believe you're... I can't believe you pulled back that word. That's so good. Like you yes. said, you, you said gangly in that episode like four hundred times. <laughs> I can't. I don't know. I don't know. No. Uh, I don't know what to say in any of these, frankly. <laughs> That's great. I've never listened to one. I don't know. I don't know what we sound like. Someone might. Someone might what? Listen to one of these. I don't know. <laughs> well. <laughs> I'm curious as to why, but. Oh, wait, I have news. Huh? We now have what is called a Patreon. Do you know what a Patreon is? A Patreon is the type of a post stamp that refers back to the pastor priest who you had as a child who tried to assault you. Close. That's very close. A Patreon is a an internet service that allows people to to patronize, not in the way that I do to you, but in the way of giving money to a creator that you enjoy. There's a there's a site called Patreon.com, and I have created in our attempt to get a cent out of this before we start, uh, you know, having children cut onions. Uh, I've created a Patreon at, at, at Patreon. Hold on. Patreon.com slash happy hour. If you go to Patreon.com slash happy hour, you can buy drinks for Denison and Eric. And it's a, it's a monthly, it's a monthly, uh, contract. You say, I want to give one dollar or five dollars or twenty-five dollars to toward toward a drink. Toward, I mean, we can. I mean, twenty-five dollars. I think you and I could drink twenty-five dollars in a month pretty easily. Um, I drink about well, let's see, five, ten. I drink about well. We, I don't need to go into that. Never mind. Yeah. So anyway, maybe twenty-five is Dennis's per day uh, allowance, <laughs> or. <laughs> or anyway, it's a it's a thing where if you find this particular medium entertaining, like a, like a child's tears, if you enjoy this, then potentially you listener number three could uh, 
could go and say, hey, I want to give some money so that Dennis and Eric don't have to buy their own drinks for all of these episodes. Right. Anyway, that's a, that's a thing. Can we buy it? Can we add a drink for the for the man who was driving to Kansas and turned around and went back to Buffalo? If he needs a drink, can we? Could we like sponsor some of our listeners? I mean, look at your memory. What about these first two people? There's only two people listening to us. What if? What if we gave them some type of a eternal pass of some kind? Yeah. I mean, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I would think that our that our first. If we're ever in the same, t- if we're ever in the same town as them, we have to meet up and we have to buy them a drink. That's the that's the deal. The t- the first two. Right. I, the, I think that's. So how do they get their certificates? We need certificates. Well, I think we have one of our child army brothers up with crayon. What? <laughs> Wait. It sounded like you said. It sounded like you said, we have one child's up, child's tears, crayon. That can't be right. No. We have, we, have a, we have an army of children that we're collecting the tears from, right? <laughs> yes. So I think well, one of them could yeah. scribble a, a certificate for our first listeners. Uh, well, make it part of the admission price. Yeah. That's the thing about podcasting is there's no admission price. Hey man, the picture of the black hole. Did you see it? I did. That was big. Sucked you in. Just want to suck you in. It certainly took over every single source of content that I subscribe to. One of, one of the one of the things that I f- that I found the most fascinating about um, astrophysics, uh, and somehow I managed to take an astrophysics class in high school, uh, was the idea that. We can observe the things that we have around us and make and draw conclusions about stars where we are looking at the light from a hundred million a hundred million years ago. So, for example, we can uh, because we have figured out that certain elements when they when they release uh, when when their when their electrons jump from level to level, they release a certain frequency of, of a certain wavelength of, of light. We can we know that uh, hydrogen, for example, releases this particular frequency, and we know helium re- releases this particular frequency. And we can look at we can look with our telescopes at stars, and we can determine we know that they are made of helium and hydrogen. And we also can know because. Of our of our math and our idea of, of physics, we can know whether they're moving away from us or towards us, and it just blows my mind that we, just from our little rock in the sky, that we can know about both how things are moving and how they're coming towards us, and also just about the chemical composition of things that we could not possibly remotely come close to touching, which is pretty. Uh. Pretty fascinating. That's also pretty wild that we could predict with our with our formulas what it would look like, and then the fact yeah. that the fact that it the fact that it came out and looked pretty much like our predictions is just mind blowing if you take a moment to sit and think about it. Well, and, and the, inter- the interviews of the people who witnessed it across the country hit on that very point. 
that this happened in my lifetime uh, as predicted, as we all knew it would. Right. And uh, very interesting matter of, 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 to me, a connection between faith and science, faith mm-hmm. in the science perhaps, but still <clears throat> more frequently um, finally proving and legitimizing what they'd already believed, not it's amazing that this is true. No, no, no. I always knew it was true. That was just proven in my lifetime. So, and we too. We too. In our life. So you're That's saying, crazy. you're saying you always knew that that black holes were true, or I believe they were. At most the folks who were interviewed did. If I were interviewed, I'd say the same thing. I'd say, yeah, I, I figured it was true. I'm, I'm glad it was proved in my lifetime. But yeah. Okay. Dennis, do you believe yes. that black, do do you believe that black holes exist? Yes, I always have. Since you learned that they were a concept proposed. Yes. Okay. Well, they're also a place. How that, about you? I mean, it's pretty wild. The idea of black holes. And this fascinated uh, the late Stephen Hawking. Uh, it's pretty messed up that all of, like, if you take what Einstein thought about uh, space-time and how space re- relates to time, the edge of a black hole gets really super freaky. Like, oh yeah, the 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 when you're falling into a black hole, you get stretched into super thin spaghetti but also it like takes you a really long time like from the from someone observing you from the outside and I'm I'm getting this wrong for sure P- please please write in and correct me uh, that you like it looks like it takes you forever to fall in but for you it's just like you're falling a split, second. a split second right and the the crazy thing for a long time we thought that black holes were like when you fell into a black hole, you popped out all whole in another part of the universe or in a different universe or whatever. Yeah. But then Hawking had this idea, uh, where which is, seems to be accepted, that there's this thing called Hawking radiation, where because all the time in space there there are particles being cr- there are pairs of particles being created and an- immediately annihilated together, which is doesn't make sense, but there's evidence that this is the case. So the idea is that uh, around the border of the black hole, called the event horizon, there's a there there are going to be particles that split apart, and one of them is going to get. These are particles that out of uh, that that come out of nothing and normally go back to nothing, but there are going to be particles that 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 do that, and then one of them gets sucked in, and so the other particle is sort of free to go away. And the idea is that the that black holes eventually are going to radiate these these particles like one of them goes in and one of them goes out and that is sort of the equivalent of one of them coming out and eventually black holes will dissipate into nothing uh, as will we all. But anyway, it's <laughs> I, I've lost. So, I've lost all. I, I've, I, lo- I've lost their, our I, third visitor, our third uh, listener. I, I, I can't. I can't believe what you've done. Is that I'm not now. Black holes frighten me <laughs> because I'm afraid I'm going to be obliviated. And well, I can only say you will. What I've said before is is this. What? 
where in the fuck do you get this information? Because I've never heard it before. Right. Right. Yes. Well, it's fascinating. Yes. Fascinating. From from the from the fascinating. from the sciences and the internets and the. So this this is a science episode. It is. Well, it's it's about it it's about psychology and it's about I think, uh, I think children chopping onions. In, in the preamble, this should be science episode number one colon, and then the name, which could be a couple of semicolons. Well, tears we, of children semicolon etc cetera, etc. Cetera. But well, I mean, captured we, here. We did reference colonoscopies, so the colon well, is an appropriate. As we are. As we always do. As well, we always do. I mean, our podcast is really pretty similar to a, to a colonoscopy. <laughs> well, your analogy was, was, was the, fabulous. It's, well, it's, it's painful. And it's, it's painful, and you learn something about yourself. Yeah, and uh, you're really <laughs> glad when it's over, yes. as is this episode. I got to go, bro. All right. I love you, man. This has been great. We will talk. I love you, baby. We'll talk next week. Go, go to Soon the Patreon, later. people. <laughs> Give us money. Okay, bye. Uh, I love you, man. Bye. If you've enjoyed what you just heard, you can support us by telling a friend or sharing us on social media. Monthly donations to help us pay for hosting and editing can be provided at patreon.com slash happy hour. That's all one word, happy hour. All our episodes, including show notes for each episode, are available on our website, happyhour.fm. You can tweet at us at happyhour.fm, that's with a dot spelled out, happyhour.dotfm, or we can receive email at the same name, happyhour.dotfm at gmail.com. It would also be great if you could give us a positive rating on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. That really helps other people find us. See you next week.